0: hello it is wednesday december 16th big show today big big show today huge show huge show (laughs) can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show uh we got good football talk with jonathan taylor we got dane orschlowski the artist formerly known as Dana <laughs> mm-hmm. uh Sean Sharani with a little bit of NBA talk. What we need to know. We're not big NBA guys, but he lays it out very quickly. And some good chatter. We can't thank you enough for joining us. If you enjoy the show, by the end of it, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, go fuck yourself. Let's go ahead and have a damn show, Ty. <laughs> Joining us today will be Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Indianapolis Colts, formerly of Wisconsin, who has been running wild all over the NFL the last couple weeks. Really finding his stride and a big weapon for the Indianapolis Colts this past weekend against the Raiders. He went off. He had uh, I forget how many, but he had a lot, he had touchdowns, he had a lot of yards, he's getting loose. The Colts' defense is great. You got Naheem Hines also in the backfield. Phillip Rivers is starting to figure it out. T.Y. Hilton's waking up. I mean, that team is prime for a run in the AFC, but in the AFC's Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, Speaking nah. of, we'll talk to Dane Orslovsky from ESPN today in the third hour about what his thoughts are on everything popping off in the NFL right now, who's great, who stinks, and what he's got going on in his life as host of NFL Live every single day on ESPN. Also joining us in the second hour, about an hour from now, Sham Sharania from Ooh, the Alabama right. Stadium. Uh, the NBA is happening, by the way. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. And you can also tell which one Zito likes More uh, by the photos that were used (laughs) here. What do you mean? Dane Orslovsky. That's not not how that's in tribute, by the way. That's a good shirt, by the way. I love that shirt. I have it. But you put the coolest <laughs> photo I've ever seen of Sean yeah, Sharani. That's Whoa. a good photo. And by the way, you have Shams in front of Jonathan Taylor, by the way, like with the the, mm-hmm. the, the shadow. It's because Zito and Shams are like uh-huh. texting friends. Buddies. That's how we got well, Shams on the show. We got to look at this way, too. It's the V formation right there. Yeah, he's, he's leading the V there. Yeah, the flying V. Zito's yeah. with his guy, Sean Sharani, who looks unbelievable. If Jonathan Taylor was at 105, he would have been letting the V. Yeah, letting the V. That's oh, what it's all yeah. about, is letting <laughs> the V. Uh, you know, sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes you got to lead by example. That is something that we say we I'm do I'm a big the lead show. guy. You know that. Yeah, but love the lead. Um, but Shams will be on talking about basketball. James Harden showed up, and uh, <laughs> he looks awesome. I thought there was actually a Photoshop uh, picture of him floating around the Internet last night. James Harden, obviously, everybody knows, once out of Houston, still once out of Houston, even though they have John Wall on the squad. And he showed up last night looking awesome. It was his first minutes in preseason game. He and John Wall were on the court for the first time together. Everybody behind the scenes is saying that uh, James Harden has been making the decisions for since, like, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> but James Harden's Uh, pissed off about the decisions that are being made. He wants out. They offered him like $200 million or something like that. He said no to it and then he showed up looking like that. That's awesome. Good idea. Maybe he'll get cut. I guess this is. I don't know who's going to be like, hey, let's trade for this unless we can get him in shape, I guess in two months and then get him back, which is probably what you're thinking. Connor uh, at Boston Connor, big time NBA fan. Mm -hmm. He said it doesn't matter how fat you are uh, or what your weight is. All you gotta do is step back three and if it falls, it falls.
1: Exactly. That's what James does. And I don't know this narrative that he stinks or anything like that. I think a lot of teams want him, but the Rockets are asking for way too much.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about him stink. I'm talking about him looking like that. yeah, oh, being that
1: thick. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Because oh. listen, as
0: somebody who has come back at different weights on a very regular basis, you know, no, like. I was a punter, so I could do that. Like, if the quarterback was showing up, right. you know, like this, yeah. and then disappearing, and then like this, you know, they probably question things in uh, drive and motivation yeah. and uh, things that are going on off the, the court. But also, this could be James Harden saying, I'm not getting a haircut until I get the fuck out of here, and a haircut can really change the way everything looks like that. The NBA is happening, though. Nobody really cares, but it'll be a conversation <laughs> piece. It happens to be a Wednesday, so there's not really much to talk about, but we do want to talk to you. One eight 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 six two three three six four six, give us a call. Cannot wait to chat with you. Uh, We also have questions from other sports shows. At Tone Diggs, there's some uh, GM talk happening. There's some quarterbacks that are allegedly done after this season. There's a lot of chitter-chatter happening about offseason moves right now in the NFL because we're at the end of the NFL season. Louis Riddick's name is up for uh, basically every GM role that Mm -hmm. is currently open. You go on Monday Night Football, you do a good job on there, people say. You put over some secondaries, uh, your booth. And then you just go and become a GM. That's, is, that what, is that kind of the role of this whole mm-hmm. thing? Or why is Lewis Riddick's name so hot, you
2: think? Yeah, It seems like because I believe I saw where he was last in the NFL in 2013, and then he's been on TV ever since. And I think that's the role. The role that you take like mayock did it where you go on tv and you talk about what teams should do and the players they should take but no one holds you accountable because you're on tv so it's not actually that no one keeps track of your results so you sound smart all the time and then you get interviewed for a gm job because um ownerships are stupid and uh they just see that you're in front of a tv and they think hey these people wouldn't hire a stupid guy if. To do that, so. By the way,
0: the TV people would hire stupid people mm-hmm. to talk. They do it all the time. But the Lewis Riddick narrative is interesting because I think he was up for one last year too. Like mm-hmm. they, there was a couple conversations about it. You get a Monday Night Football up the profile a little bit. Now your name's out there. Mike Mayock and the Raiders, by the way, have done a good job. They also hired a TV guy, John Gruden. They yeah. said, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna go straight to the TV. We're gonna go NFL Network, okay? Because that's uh, associated with the league. He'll be picking a roster, mm-hmm. and then we'll go Monday Night Football. John Gruden, and we'll bury that franchise. <laughs> we'll get John Gruden out of that booth, and we will just fucking bury." Monday Night Football without John Gruden. Get Tarico out of there, too. Chris Mortensen uh, reporting this morning. Shout out to Mort, by the way, uh, at ES- ESPN Monday Night Football analyst. Lewis Riddick is interviewing today for the Houston Texans general manager job. Sources tell Adam Schefter and me. Rick will then interview with the Lions on Friday. Ooh. So there's like an old adage in the, um, the coaching world. I assume it's the same in the GM world. If you're an owner and you like somebody, you don't let them out of the building. Like if you if you want to hire somebody, you don't let them out of the building. Because if they go somewhere else, even though you guys had great chemistry and they like it and everything like that, if he goes to the Lions, maybe he'll, I don't know, maybe he'll love that situation. Yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? Maybe yeah. he'll love that situation sure. more. So I think we'll learn a lot on whether or not how that conversation went today. Now, granted, the Texans are going to do their due diligence. I would assume they'll talk to other people. But if they fall in love with them today, I don't think they'll let them leave the the, the building and just kind of get that. Get that gig done with and over with. Ooh. Who are the Lions gonna hire? Chad Brown is reported. Who the fuck is Chad Brown? Ad <laughs> Evan Foxy used to be a Detroit Lions fan. Who's Chad Brown? I've never heard of a Chad Brown, pass. Okay, can you please put the tweet up so people know what we're talking about? It was said this morning by Chad Brown Mm -hmm. on Detroit uh, Sport Radio. Chad Brown said on 104.3 The Fan Mm -hmm. that he's hearing that the Lions are going to move on from QB Matthew Stafford. And that comes from Kevin Kistner at Kistner Radio. We do not know who Kevin Kistner is. Mm -hmm. We do not know who Chad Brown is. Mm -hmm. We do not know what 104.3 The Fan is. But we know whenever you put those three together in Detroit... You know, where there's smoke, there's a fire. And I think Matthew <laughs> Stafford, we all have understood, is on his way out. Yep. But who's making that decision? You know? Because they're going to oh, yeah. Who's making that decision? It's That's what I was going to ask So is Chad Brown a, uh offspring of the Ford family? Ooh. Is he talking to the Ford? At Nick Morota has a hand up. I got something to say about Chad Brown. I
3: did a little research. It is actually former NFL linebacker
4: Chad Brown, former Steeler and Patriot. And it's 104.3 The Fan in Denver.
0: <laughs> hey, now. Uh-oh. Is he associated with a Ford family? I mean, how good for him! By the way, I heard Spielman, Chris Spielman, a man mm-hmm. who bashed punters the other yeah. day, has now got a job in uh, Detroit. They have a great punter there. I hope Jack Fox smacks no his mouth. Yep. But it <laughs> is uh, get a good football guy in there. I think is what they're thinking. This whole thing. It'll be interesting to see how all these jobs are filled, especially with us learning that they hire independent businesses to do evaluations for them and they just kind of take other people's words mm-hmm. at their, for their own i mean you could see why teams fuck it up all the time but i'm excited to see who does you know what i mean yep. what hire in a year from now or two years from now gm do it did everybody think yeah, that was a terrible hire we're right back in the same situation maybe even worse <laughs> and what hire is like yeah it's a good hire like if lewis riddick is a what if he's an incredible gm and i'm not saying that he can't be and i'm not saying it'd be a surprise but Mike Mayock did a pretty good job, I think, mm-hmm. over there. Now him and the Antonio Brown situation, which, by the way, makes it even better that he had to handle that. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, yep. they yep. made a lot of moves. Now, their team is kind of teetering out here at the end of the season, just like they did last mm-hmm. year, so they're going to have to figure that the fuck out. Knock on wood if you're with me. But, I mean, the TV guys have been getting jobs not too bad. You know what I think? I think my name should be up for uh, NFL head coach. Yeah! Let's do it. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. TV, right? I mean, that's what you've for years. He would, he would leak his name out for a head coaching role. He'd get some interest. Mm-hmm. Then he'd go to ESPN and say, hey, listen, this is what they're going to pay me, a uh, head coach? And ESPN's like, well – We've seen the future, and we need your money. So we'll go ahead and re-sign you to another deal worth five million more dollars a mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you! And then the next year comes out, John Gruden's name is up for the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It's and Gruden's like, I, hey, I tell you what, man, I don't want to do it, but <laughs> but they're offering real money out there. I will, I will. And ESPN re-signs John Gruden to an extension for two million more dollars a year. That was beautifully played. Beautifully played. Is Lewis Riddick going to start doing that with the Monday Night Football? I hope so. That would be hilarious. But it's a wild time in the NFL, dude. Eight jobs probably going to be open. Head coaching jobs. Eight. That's a lot. That's 25% of the goddamn league yeah. is going to be wide open with turnover. <laughs> that means 25% of the league is going to try to rebuild. 25% of the league is going to move on. And there's a there's one particular place that doesn't have a coach being fired or a GM being fired, but it's gonna be a new day down there. huh. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees allegedly done after this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All reports coming out. Drew Brees is done after this year. At Ty Schmidt, noted Drew Brees fan. <laughs> this has to be something that's a bit disheartening
5: at this point. Oh, I'm I'm glad. Get him out of there. I'm oh, done with yeah. Oh, you yeah. like well, oh, Drew Brees. Oh, no, I can't time. stand him. I'm done with Drew Brees. Why? Eating. Well you know, and this, this might just be me. I'm sure there are a lot of people in New Orleans that love him. He kind of just seems like a pompous asshole all Whoa, the time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all the time. Good God. So, Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then the, the will they won't they ever. I mean, dude, you're 41. You broke like 18 ribs and collapsed a lung. Like, just fucking give it up, dude. Walk off into the sunset. You guys aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. No, you don't think so? You know, move on to, you know, Sunday night football and then cancel yourself right out of that booth. Like, just (laughs) get that process started. I'm done with Drew Brees. I would
0: like to let everybody know that the opinions of Ty do not reflect that of his employer or his peers, but I do believe it reflects a large part of the internet, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, yeah, It has to be something that is talked about. Drew Brees is going to have every single record whenever he's done, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom Brady would probably beat him with touchdowns mm-hmm. because they're currently battling, and I don't think Tom's done after this year because avocado ice cream and everything. Of like course. Right. So. But if Drew Brees is done after this year, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, certain Hall of Famer, okay, mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion. They're already putting him in the goddamn, what, Notre Dame games, yeah. and oh, then yeah. he's going right into that thing. How would that go? Probably bad, okay, if we had to guess. But that does not take away from Drew Brees' incredible career. You got to remember, guy was kicked out of San Diego. Oh, yeah, great football player. Kicked out of – great football player, undersized guy from Purdue, did well. But if they move on, which everybody's saying they're going to, and you believe they're not going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be tough, especially if they're losing to Jalen Hurts and the boys up there in Philadelphia. But that could have been a wake-up game. If they move on, Sean Payton's come out and said he told Jameis like, "Hey, you're going to have a shot to win this uh, job." And then he told uh, Taysom, Mill, "Taysom Mill's also going to have a shot." Is that just going to be an open competi- uh, competition? You're going to have to sign both of them, I think, right? Yeah. Jameis mm-hmm. is up and Taysom's up, so is, yeah, I think Taysom's up. I think. I thought a uh, two-year extension. So if he has one, so if so, then what is Jameis signing for? Because that'll tell us immediately who is going to be the right. the starter yeah. going into camp. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting situation. And what if Sean Payton says, "You want"? Know Fuck them both. How many games has Taysom Hill play now? Four? Three. One game he looked good. It was uh, it was two two weeks He's ago. He's
2: played four, so he had the Broncos game when they didn't have a quarterback. Atlanta and he, twice. He threw, hold on, hold
0: on. He threw for like 27 yards that game. Yeah. Or something. He ran for two touchdowns, though. Mm-hmm. They still won, but he was like holding on to the ball. Who did mm-hmm. he play next?
2: Atlanta twice, and then they lost to the Eagles this past weekend.
0: Okay, so he, I guess it was against Atlanta, though, whenever he was slinging the rock uh, or whatever, his right? His first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He, first whenever, touchdown he had, yeah. yeah, but when he was playing quarterback good. He was like yeah. playing quarterback his good two start. weeks ago. Yeah, his third start. Mm-hmm. He was playing quarterback good. At the top of his drop back, he was letting it loose. Michael Thomas was covered, but he was throwing the ball. He was making decisions like an NFL quarterback, okay? Like, that was, and you could tell that that was, then this past week, it seems like he regressed again. Mm -hmm. It it seemed like, and that's an interesting thing. I would assume that is a difficult jump just to make. The thing about it is, we don't know Jameis, right? He played one half with Sean Payton. It wasn't great. It was not great at all, but they still won the game. We don't know what Jameis and Sean Payton are, and I don't know if we ever will, if they don't re-sign him to a deal, because I would assume Jameis Winston's services are potentially going to be needed elsewhere. He's probably going to get more than, what, what he made league men right now this year, a million Bucks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad quarterback play. James yeah. Winston got LASIK. I mean, you know what I mean? He said he went to the Harvard of quarterbacking, which is down there in the Saints stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's there might be a little bit of a competition to get Jameis, more so this year than there was last year after he threw 75 interceptions.
2: Uh, Taysom Hill's cap hit next year is $16 million for the Saints.
0: Yeah, so I'd assume he's probably going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah,
1: especially with them in the negative, right? They're in negative 95 mil in the cap next year. How can they even sign to yeah, it? I don't know how they're going to move
0: that, by the way. Yeah. Because if the salary cap stays flat, they're going to have to cut people, but they're still dead money. So they're going to have to get people to renegotiate somehow. But if you're any of these players that are potentially cap casualties next year, uh, Matt Ryan or anybody on the Saints Wentz. or anybody, well, I don't think he's going to be a cap casualty. Because I,
2: they still have to pay. Yeah, they get, uh. but I'm
0: saying like a, a person, there's no way you can renegotiate your contract. Matt yeah. Ryan's owed like $100 million. He's It will be impossible to trade him. If I'm Matt Ryan, there's zero chance you'd get me to renegotiate
5: that. That was you guys' hey, decision. Fuck you.
0: Sorry. <laughs> $100 million? Yeah, okay. So maybe I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And that's when I walk to the bank and see the amount of money that you guys are paying. Okay? <laughs> I don't know how. There's going to be a lot of moves that are going to have to be made. I'll be intrigued to see how it all plays out. But Drew Brees being basically done after this year is something we all thought. But now it's kind of being reported about. Hell of a run by Drew.
5: Yeah. Hell yeah. run. Right. Good, good Drew. You
1: Drew. You did, Drew
0: good riddance is that what you said yeah good oh, riddance get
1: the dude. fuck out of here Whoa, oh, Jeez.
0: why do you hate him so bad you just you, you said he's pompous
5: yeah he's a pompous asshole um to you or to in general well you know you look at like his interviews his mannerisms stuff like that but yes he was also he was just a prick to me actually yeah but you rather right be. yeah I mean, I still have, like, a herniated disc up here from when he fucking put his elbow right into my back at Radio Row and, you know, dissed me, so... So
0: are you thinking that you're trying to get NBC money? Is that why you haven't sued yet? You're waiting for him to get to NBC? Exactly. To see how that herniated disc, T1, T2, potentially is? Ooh. Right, and
5: wait for him to say something stupid that pisses people off and then boom you hit you you slide right in then it's like you You had your shot (laughs) i did you had your shot i was too busy dancing on his grave like juju what
6: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) what was that 28 hours 32 hours where drew Brees was potentially never playing football again this past offseason
1: teams other teams were circling him on their calendar
0: his own team yeah his own team was circling.
1: it was like 32
0: hours and then everything you know changed immediately on social media very quickly I assume he probably got a uh, crisis management team. Yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and figure this out. Smoothie King. Bron
5: quote tweeted it. Yeah.
0: When Bron Braun gets in there, (laughs) you're in problems. Look out. You are in trouble. Uh, Rest in peace, Drew Breesker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Great quarterback. And all those records, too, they'll be broken. Uh,
0: At Tone Diggs tomorrow night. I don't know if they will be broken uh, immediately, but. In due time. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes is, uh, just go ahead and... Uh, fifty years. How you doing? How you doing? Here I come. Here I come. Drew Brees is just staring at... Drew Brees needs to pimp all his records whenever he retires, by the way. Well, he does. He, time, he. Yeah, with his shoes <laughs> and everything uh-huh. like that. But I'm saying he needs to pimp those as hard as possible because it, it is not going to be for too much longer before Patrick Mahomes
1: starts climbing that Man, Put some banners in the Superdome rafters of to think everything about, he's got.
0: Yeah, just enjoy the shit out of it because it, it's not his fault, by the way. At one point... Troy Aikman probably had a pretty good uh, passing career oh, with yeah. the way the NFL was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he was passing like 16 times a game, 15 times a game, 17 times a game or whatever, like b- standard. Now you got guys throwing it 30, 40 times a game. All of those records are going to be changed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All those records are going to be changed. Then like uh, there's just as the rule. That's why there's so many asterisks asterisk that you need to put on all the records because as the game changes, like tight end records. I mean, those, those are all gonna change yeah. yeah slot receiver records those are all gonna change you're talking about everything and defenses can't be held at the same standard as they were before you know there's just so much there, it, there's so many you know qualifiers into every single conversation but drew Brees's records to your point connor they're probably gonna disappear pretty quick oh yeah yeah, yeah i would assume they're gonna disappear pretty quick at viva lazito what's the poll for the day pal uh yeah what in the hunt team would be the scariest to play in the NFL playoffs, and you you put the air per uh, Francis, quotations around E and the Hunt, yeah, yeah, because you didn't title that. That's just how they are titled, exactly. Yes. Got it. Okay, yeah. and which four teams are they uh, right now? Last. Surprising is Bears, 8.9. Uh, Raiders, I actually spelled it wrong. I apologize. I put the I in the wrong the Raiders. spot. Raiders. Uh, 10.8%. Uh, Vikings, 16.8%. And Ravens, 63.6%. What have you done for me lately? This Ravens team, if they play like they played on Monday night, problematic for everybody. Oh, yeah, Poop game. If they play potential poop game, alleged poop game, A lot of cramp game. Uh If they played like the Ravens played for, I don't know, the six weeks before that, not very problematic. Now, granted – That Ravens team has not been able to be around each other much. There hasn't been much practicing. Harbaugh, you got to remember, he almost fought an entire team at one point. There was leaks coming out of there that the players were potentially not happy. It was a much different vibe this year than it was last year for the Ravens. But if the Ravens are going to play like they played on Monday night, they are a problem. Mm -hmm. If Lamar's going to be dancing and pooping on you, that is going to be a problem. And I'm not saying he did that whenever he went in there. I'm just saying whenever he gets going, Mm -hmm. he's pooping and Mm -hmm. shitting all over Mm -hmm. you. That's potentially problematic. (laughs) Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, man who's a running back from the University of Wisconsin. Go ahead and throw up the uh, west side or the dubs, whichever way you want to do it. Uh, He has 414 yards in his last three games with the Indianapolis Colts of his rookie season. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Taylor.
3: There it is. is. Now we can hear.
0: Hey, was that Conti?
3: I don't know. This yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
6: okay.
0: yeah, it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> this the technology.
0: Yeah, well, Conti's a good dude, actually, and that's the only reason oh, why God. we can talk shit on him on a national show, <laughs> and it's okay. Um, before we get into, you know, Wisconsin- potentially, you know, getting sandbagged this season by Mm -hmm. having their their quarterback who had the best night in the history of college football basically on his opening night, and then he's told to go to prison for 21 days, can't even touch a football, then they come back. Before we get into that whole thing, because I know you got a lot of love for that, we have to talk about how you've been able to transition into this incredible NFL player through this season. Was it, was there, is it mental? Has it been physical? Has it been learning? What, what has it been, you think, that has made you really blossom here these last three weeks? Which, by the way, great news. This is when you should be playing your best football, and you seem to be doing that. What has it been this season that has got you to this point, you think, where you're dominant right now? You are absolutely dominant, JT.
3: It's definitely a mental aspect, especially when, you know, you come from a school where primarily you're under center and then your last year, you have a couple of schemes out of the the gun. Um, There's a lot of different schemes that require different timing, different tempo um, from the gun versus running that same scheme from underneath. So just realizing, you know, what scheme you're in, what set that you're in and understanding the timing and the tempo. And it's something that takes reps. And apparently the year that we're having, um, you know, it's an unprecedented year. So it, it took a little bit more reps because we had some reps taken away from us in the offseason.
0: Yeah, I would assume that's a little bit difficult to get timing, especially. And nobody ever thinks about the running backs timing, by the way. Everybody thinks about wide receivers, tight ends. They don't think about the running backs timing because you're so close to each other. But whenever there's different steps you have to take for different, you know, schemes and shit like that, you don't even think about that. Um, earlier in the season, Phil Rivers was mic'd up. And uh, it was, he was saying, he said, 28 got the edge on you, I believe is what he said. 28 got the edge on you. It was to uh, somebody on the Bears. But then also in that same game, he, he looked at you and he said, like, run his ass over. Like, he, he told you, I think that was his exact quote. He didn't say ass, by the way. He was like, run him over, basically. What has it been like with Phil? is he been like that mentor? Is it like that every day, every game? Because what a human to kind of be able to pick the brain of uh, in your rookie season here.
3: I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, when you play with a guy who's, has 17 years of experience, there's pretty much not any look he hasn't seen. So no matter if he's talking to me or if he's talking to a receiver or the OC, if I ever hear him open his mouth, I'm lending an ear just a little bit because you never know. <laughs> Something that he says, could it could just rub off on you and you could utilize that on the field. So I'm always listening when 17 has his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: when you had early, did you think there was a chance – Because him saying run him over there or whatever, I don't know if the particular play that he was talking about there or what he was referring to. Did you think there was a chance when you came to the men's league, though, that like the, uh, you know, the hits would be much hard Like coming from college where you were so dominant. I mean, you just beat the shit out of people. It was awesome to watch. But when you come to the NFL, you got like, you know, grown ass men in this thing. Was there any thought in your mind about that? About how your body would be able to hold up against older men and anything like that? Or was it just the same thing at all times?
3: Uh, so really my mindset was... Coming in here, I'm going to change my training. Of course, you got to change your training in order to to keep up, like you said, with, uh, you know, the six, seven, eight year vets that's been in this league. And so training, switching up your training, being able to, to build your body up physically is something that's definitely important. But then it's also guys are just playing faster. You know, they could be coming with the same amount of force and velocity. You know, as they did in in college, but it's just the fact that they're they're playing a lot faster. So instead of that quick hesitation, once they see you have the ball, they're they're shooting it right now. So it's really a mental aspect of this game.
0: Man, what'd you change? You wanted to get bigger? Did you do a little bit more Olympicly? What did you do?
3: Man, I mean, one of the biggest things is really just protecting some of those key elements. Shoulders um, That's that's a big thing You know Especially as a running back You gotta make sure You're taking Shoulder days seriously A lot of guys think Oh you know We got a shoulder Back day It's a light day You gotta take that Very seriously Because when you take Those many hits You gotta make sure You're able to Go throughout that season
0: you, You're you splitting time Right now with Naheem Hines Who Friend of the show uh, Also a, a Parkour extraordinaire yeah. Oh yeah <laughs> um, What has your relationship Been like with him And has he taught you Any triple McTwisties To mm-hmm. do after you score a touchdown or anything like
3: that. I mean, Naheem has been a tremendous help. I mean, the entire running back room has been a tremendous help. Uh, but Naheem is always in my air telling me things that he wish he knew when he was a rookie. And, you know, he just says he wants to pass on the information uh, to to make it a better experience for myself. And and I, I, I just have a ton of respect for him because he could have easily, you know, said, hey, he's a rookie. He'll figure it out just like I had to. But instead he wants to help not only me but the entire running back room so that, you know, we're at our best.
0: That's awesome. The offensive line is – stacked, it feels like, over there. That was why one of the most desirable positions was to be the quarterback for the Colts because of how good the offensive line was. And now it feels like the run game is becoming... Something that's being concentrated on with you two, especially with you uh, getting the rock a lot more than you had been in the past with Naheem as well. The The thought of that offensive line group, do they talk to you at all as a rookie? Do they? Is there any conversations where they may be like, say like, hey, you got to do this when we do this? Or is it just like all boosting, hey, we're here for you type stuff?
3: Uh, it's definitely a lot of communication going on. It's, uh, if we're getting a, a certain look that we you know, didn't really go over in practice because, of course, you know, teams, this is the NFL, they're going to change some things up, and then they might ask a question, hey, would you rather for us to, to hook this guy, pin this guy? I mean, it's constant communication throughout the game, and I think that's what's been able to help the run game is us being able to be on the same page so the timing, everything with the scheme is on point, and if we're all on the same page, then we should be able to execute to a T.
0: Anthony Costanza is one of the most interesting humans of all time. Do you agree?
3: Oh, most definitely. Oh, one of the most
0: interesting. He's a brainiac who's this, this absolute animal who flips a switch into a psychopath when he plays football, and it's just – he's one of the most interesting people of all time. But then Quentin Nelson in there, Ryan Kelly, I don't know if he's in or out or whatever, but that, that uh, they got uh, West Virginia. Got, the whole offensive line, though, has been – awesome to watch. I'm happy you guys are starting to kind of reap the benefits of their impressiveness with the run game. Uh, we're talking to Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Indianapolis Colts out of the University of Wisconsin. And we we're thinking here a little bit before the show, and, and you can take this answer for or this question for however you want. Uh, do you find yourself, although you're in the middle of a playoff push and exploding onto the uh, rookie, offensive rookie of the year conversation with how you've been playing and things are going well uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, you're making good money, you know, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Do you feel at all that uh, because you left early from Wisconsin mm-hmm. and they uh, get their quarterback sent to jail for 21 days because he got COVID, do you feel a little bit of responsibility for them not winning as many games this year because you're not yeah. there Ooh. and you left early? It's a good question. You know what uh-huh.
3: I mean? Is, is it? Uh, I mean, so, no one, no one expected this kind of year. Uh, I mean, yeah. this year has been everything has been out of whack. I mean, and I think that the only way you can kind of prepare for this type of year is understanding that. The only way you get through it is with the guys around you. So I know the guys that are still there at that school. I know them well. Like you said, I left early, so I still had time with those guys. And I know it's a great group of guys there. So they'll be able to to get through it. They're going to hang tough through it together. Uh, This is just one of those unprecedented years. I mean, everything is flipped upside down and uh, this is just something that we're going to have to power through and get ready to lock in uh, next year and be able to go back to playing you know, Wisconsin football when things aren't going haywire. Hey, let's um, go! Yeah. Let's go! Yeah.
0: Hey man, your run with them was awesome to watch, though. You know, because we're in Indianapolis to the Big oh. East or the Big Ten Championships here. It, it was awesome to watch what you were able to do, Connor. What's good,
1: Jonathan? We've heard about the locker room games for the Colts. Uh, have you been able to beat Phillip Rivers or Jacoby Brissett
3: in any of them, or are they still running the table over there? Good question. The, listen, it's, it's a reason why you said those guys are running the table because those guys they run the table. Uh, <laughs> And especially be me being my first year, I got to make sure I work on my skill set, okay. make sure that I'm ready to go. I got to pack a little bit more punch uh, before I can take those guys down.
0: Smart. What are the games? Cornhole and basketball, right? Yes, sir. Jonathan, listen, I love that there's cornhole back into that building. There used to be awesome games. I mean, there used to be awesome games in that building. I'd assume there's still, is it, is it inactive active boards? Are the boards active?
3: every single day oh every my god day. that was
0: back when we were winning games too <laughs> no. oh man it, it's a it's a big deal by the way that's a big deal you can't bring defense plays against offense you got special teams in there it's really like a camaraderie time where some teams are like ah, oh, they should be watching film if they're in there okay if they got enough time to throw a goddamn cornhole they got enough time to watch them film it's like that's building a whole different aspect of a team which by the way you can't really do in the same old fashioned you used to be able to you guys still can't eat lunch with each other right anything like that as a rookie how has it been kind of? of gelling into the team has it just been i mean you don't know any other way but have you seen any obstacles in like kind of building camaraderie or has the team figured that out from the jump
3: uh you know like i said cornhole is definitely one way that guys have been able to to build that camaraderie uh you like eating lunch together i mean we're all spread out I'm um, so that that's kind of tough unless you're shouting across the table uh <laughs> trying to to talk to someone so and it really out on the practice field is a lot when you know, guys are, are building camaraderie, you know, being able to just chit-chat whether you're, you know, not in for a play or, or whether you guys are breaking it down after practice or before practice warming up. So we're trying to find times where we can still build that camaraderie while still following the rules, being uh, safe and being Smart. conscious of all those things we have to do. Hey, it takes
0: all of us, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. That's right. It takes all of us. I um, It never gets talked about because it can't be put into uh, a number. But the team liking each other is the most important thing a part of a team. And you don't hear it from ESPN. You don't hear it on Fox. You don't hear it on NFL Network even. All you hear about is uh, the points scored, the yards rushed, the 40 times, the this, the this. A team being a team is one of the most important things. And that's why with all these COVID rules, it's such an interesting thing because you're seeing some teams kind of you can tell that they've been able to somehow figure out and other teams just kind of falling apart. Diggs, what do you got?
2: Jonathan, when you and Naheem were in the Wildcat formation, were you as shocked as we were that you actually got the ball that he handed yeah. the ball off because it's a rarity when the in the wildcat the running back is going to hand the ball off to another running back that
3: is true that's a touchdown I wasn't shocked he told me in practice he said listen if we get this look which was the exact look that we got he said I'm going to just I'm just ride it a little bit longer and then I'm going to hand it off and I, I trust that you're going to beat him to the edge because I, I know that you're fast so I mean it's something that we went over in practice multiple times so when we got that look we, are, we both knew what was going to happen on that play. How do you keep yourself cool? Because Troy
0: Polamalu, all right, <laughs> Troy Polamalu, when I was with the Colts, he said he could sense – uh an aura about me jogging on the field that we were potentially going to run a fake and he decided to line up on the opposite side as he always does and ruin my life okay conti's there you can fucking ask him about it it was a long (laughs) trip home all right that whole thing but how do you whenever you're standing back there and you and uh naheem hines are literally looking at the exact thing that you thought was going to come is there a moment where you look at each other and go like oh hey Pretty fucking good that we did that. that, Or how do you, is there no, like, what is it? You just got to play it cool. You got to kind
3: of keep your your cards to yourself or what? I think the biggest thing you have to do is you got to remember all the small little details. Usually when you get a look and you know exactly what's going to happen, you might start smiling ear to ear inside of your head and you're like, okay, it's about to happen. And then that's when you can easily lose track of a small detail of the play that Usually is routine because you think, oh, this is going to be a score. This is going to be a touchdown. So once that happens, you've got to take a deep breath and remember all the small little details so that you're still able to execute at a, a high level. How um, old are you? 21.
0: Man. Damn. That's like a super – like wise thing i was 27 when i was doing that and if i saw something i liked i was like let's fuck. i wasn't even thinking about anything i was like let's go this is gonna be awesome jonathan continue your dominance pal it has been absolutely awesome to watch as a colts fan as a former colts player uh ballard got a great one obviously that's what chris ballard does and uh, i hope you call indianapolis home for a long time brother
3: Thank you so much, Pat. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Hey, no problem, man. We'll teach you how to play some cornhole, too, whenever, you know, <laughs> the whole uh, COVID thing goes down or whatever in the offseason. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Taylor. Yay! Joining us now is a college football champion and a Super Bowl champion, Ooh. Mr. A.J. Hall. Yeah, A.J., Cincinnati's getting screwed. Your boy Fickle's getting screwed. Anything you'd like to say
7: about it? I mean yeah, I I agree with you 100%. They are getting screwed, but that's kind of how the system is right now. Um this oh, that's just how it is, you said? Well, yeah, I mean you go off of uh, we go off so oh. much uh, of what people have done in the past and like the success that they've had in the the last five, ten years, I guess. Well, AJ, Ohio State's
0: getting in with what? 3 games played different, yeah, like so I mean, that's that's just how it is, I guess. That's yeah, just, just how it goes, sport. or whatever. Yeah. You look great today, by the way. Yeah. Do I? Yeah, you look unbelievable. It's like good sweater yeah, in front. It's of, insane. I mean, you Did look.
7: You shaved. Do you have a dinner tonight? Yeah. This. I feel, I feel very old right now in this. What it, I got this thing at Target when I went to Chicago a couple weeks ago to do this. Oh, I spilled a whole cup of coffee on myself right when I got my rental car. <laughs> well, you look very professional. It was a good purchase. Sometimes those are the best
0: buys. Uh, also joining us is a man who's on ESPN NFL Live every single day. He calls college games. Has a. Wealth of knowledge. I would assume he's being asked to coach in the NFL daily at Should this be, point. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, former quarterback Dan Orlovsky.
6: Yeah, oh, Dan Dan! hey, boy,
0: Dane.
8: Really appreciate you saying both of my names. there the actual <laughs> One that's on my birth certificate, and then the one that I get in social media all the time now.
0: Yeah, well, you're talking about Dane Orlovsky. <laughs> There he is. There's Dane Orslovsky. Hey, Dan. You
8: had you, John. So, legit, legit, 20 times a day, Dane Orslavsky comes across my social media mentions, dude.
0: Let's put an end to that. Hey, no more. No No, no, more. Not, no more.
8: Stop. The power of Pat McAfee.
0: No, no, no. It's not us. I mean, we got a great group of people that follow us. We have no idea why, but we appreciate them. But I think we're all going to take a vote. No more. Dane or Shlowski, right? Yeah, no more, no more Dane or Shlowski, All in favor, say aye. 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 All right. No more Dane The uh Hey, Dan, we're just talking about college football there. We'll get into the NFL because, you know, that's where uh, your bread is buttered for real with the brain thing. But you get to call college games every single week. Cincinnati's getting absolutely screwed. We'd like to know why you at ESPN will not speak up about mm-hmm. it.
8: Oh, I haven't watched Cincinnati this year, so I can't tell you, like, the quality of team that they are. They're good. Um, they're good. Yeah, I think that they're good. You know, like, I think that they would, they would get curb stomped by a team like Alabama, you know? Every um, team's going to get curb stomped by Alabama next. Nah, well, I think they would get curb stomped by Clemson.
0: Okay, well, all right. Maybe. All right, way to go. Okay, those two, go ahead. I'll, I'll, go ahead, keep it going.
8: So, I mean, if we're talking the college football playoff, we're not talking, like, the top 10 teams, so... That's fifty percent of the, those four that are going to get in. If you're going to are you going to tell me that you think that they're going to hang with like a a Notre Dame or a Ohio State? Because I've I've seen Ohio State and I've watched them live, and they are for real.
0: Okay, all right, just real quick. You think Cincinnati can hang with Indiana?
8: Uh, not with not not if Penix was. Oh, get the help. fuck out of here! <laughs> you
0: haven't even seen Cincinnati, so you just this is what ESPN I've, does, by the way. You haven't Indiana. even watched them, and here you go, here you go I've on the entire Indiana. thing.
8: I've seen Indiana, and they are for real. Their I defense, think
2: Cincy would hang with Notre Dame. I, Notre oh. Dame. UNC uh-huh. hung with Notre Dame. Notre
0: Dame, mm-hmm. I believe. And listen, we love Indiana. We love Notre Dame, okay? We We're them. just saying Cincinnati deserves some damn respect. I think Cincinnati – go ahead. I, but
8: what, 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 what more do you want respect-wise for them? Like, are you saying that you want them to have the respect of the college football playoff committee and put them in four? Yes. Or do you want the respect of I college like football and put them in the top ten? What, what respect are you asking for? I want
0: them at five. I want them Uh at five. That's where I want them at. So
8: you you think that they are a better football team than Texas A&M or Florida?
0: Well, see, see, see well, what you just Lord, did there. Lord, you see, on. what you have done here is you've kind of nitpicked the entire, <laughs> you know, like we agreed very heavily that we think Florida would potentially beat the hell out. But Texas A&M, I think, I think Cincinnati gives them a game. Yep. I think it gives them a game. I do. To Texas A&M? I do, yeah. Let me to tell you why. The Cincinnati team has athletes. It's like our West Virginia back in the day. Everybody thought our West Virginia team would get killed because we wouldn't be able to keep up speed-wise with the the big schools or wherever, and we did, and we won, and we kept it moving. This Cincinnati team reminds me of our team. Now, granted, yeah. Alabama, yeah. I don't think so. Alabama, I think they're going to beat everybody by a lot, by the way, because I think Mac Jones and Sarkeesian's offense is unbelievable and the defense is really good. Clemson's Clemson. Without Trevor Lawrence, it was tough to judge them. Now he's back. They're a whole different team. But whenever you talk about some of those other teams, Texas A&M, Georgia, I think Cincinnati beats Georgia, by the way. Go ahead and put that one down. Not every year. This year, hey, I yeah. think they do with a moment. Texas I- A&M. Texas,
8: A&M. T- Texas A&M's defense is – as fast as I've seen a college defense have
3: never, in, you in, seen,
8: in two or three years. You haven't there seen a Cincinnati defense. defense. Hey, somebody's at your door Pizza's telling there. you you need to stop talking
0: about things you haven't seen. <laughs> you uh-huh. haven't seen Cincinnati's team play. You actually said that. Have you seen
8: Texas A&M play? Yes, I have. I saw yeah. them
0: steal wins from people. By the way, by the way, doesn't matter how you win, they steal wins though. Texas A&M does. Dude,
8: their, their defense, their defense is a head and shoulders above a Cincinnati offense.
0: You you haven't seen Cincinnati. Come on. You have not seen
8: Cincinnati. No, I haven't studied Cincinnati. I did not have their game. I haven't okay, studied. Okay, so everything it, you no,
0: just bro. said was just. You know. well, let's talk about what you have studied the NFL okay and AJ and I got questions the boys oh. do too who let the dogs out who who, <laughs> who 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 let the dogs out Dan um you were very early on the Josh Allen's the MVP of the NFL train, you know? I think your exact quote was, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. He might be better than uh, Peyton Manning if Peyton Manning was still playing right now. That's what you said early. He kind of disappeared. The Dan Wagon went elsewhere. Now he is reemerging back in there. That has to be a little bit of a sense of, like, feel good for Dan Orlovsky there.
8: Yeah, he's, he's, he's won full Undertaker mode after that three-week kind of, you know, vacation from the top of the rankings. I um, just to clarify, I never said he was better than any of those previous players that you mentioned.
0: Oh um, no, uh, uh Chad uh, Brown. Yeah, That's Chad. right, yeah. Chaddy Brown. Brown. No, am sorry,
8: you're right, you did, you did. I think I think it's a, I think it's probably a two man race right now for the MVP. You know, with twelve and fifteen, but uh, Josh is playing really good. I think his offensive coordinator will be a head coach next year. Dable. Um, I think the greatest thing for Josh is like the brain is caught up with the talent you know his physical talent is absolutely out of this world but his brain is is kind of catching up and he's he's playing quarterback now than just throwing the ball so that's a tough team i said seven weeks ago was the only team i thought that could beat the chiefs and i still feel that way i don't think they will but i think it's the only team that can
7: hey dane where do you think carson wentz plays next year i hate the fact that you call me (laughs) Dane right there
8: (laughs) Uh, I like playing the game of like the unrealistic stuff. You know, like I, I don't let, let's say he can't be in Philly. I know the money and the picks and all that stuff. Um, I could 100% see him in Indy at the top of the list. I know that would tick McAfee off. A lot of people think, listen, a lot of people think that there's a lot of, um, a built up animosity between him and that organization in Philly think a lot of people think that he misses Frank Reich as a human more than just a play caller. Um, I think a lot of people think feel that Carson Wentz feels betrayed and the only person in the NFL that he trusts is Frank Reich. So, I trust you know, I think he, he would try to get there if they were going to move on from Phillip. Um, I, I could see San Francisco. I could see Pittsburgh. Um, I could see uh, Detroit. time, San Um <laughs> was probably the top 4 teams. Let's talk about Detroit then. You you
0: Chad Brown reported this morning on <laughs> 104.3 The Fan in Denver <laughs> that Kevin Kissinger said that Chad Brown reported uh, that Detroit is moving on from Stafford. Okay, so that means he would have to have an in with the Ford family if he is saying that he's hearing that because that, I, th- I believe those are the only people making decisions at this point. What do you think is a realistic future for Matthew Stafford as a guy who knows Matthew Stafford knows the Lions organization and uh, who do you think will be the, the the be calling the shots over there moving forward?
8: Yeah, one hundred percent. The Lions need to move on from Stafford. Okay, oh, you, right, the Detroit bloggers
0: are that was Dane. Sorry. That was Dan Orlovsky that just said that to the Detroit bloggers that are coming after us for reporting what Chad Brown said.
8: So. Dude, it's time. It's time. It, you, you, he was there for 12 years. It didn't work. It didn't not work because the quarterback, it just didn't work. Like, they have to move on. He has to move on. They got to blow it all up and start over again. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is not a team that, you know um, – is a a top five draft pick away from making a run. Like they got got some holes to fill. So Stafford needs to be moved. He needs to move on for the rest of his career. Um, Who do I think will be calling the shots? I I would look really hard at Robert Sala as a head coach. Me personally, I think we've fallen in love with just X's and O's at head coaching in the NFL and it's created a lot of issues. You gotta have a lot more than just that. I also think if I was hiring a head coach, I want him to be attached in some capacity to the Mike Shanahan offensive philosophy. And Robert Sala's bringing Matt LaFleur's brother as an offensive coordinator. I think, you know, I think that's the likely guy that he would choose. And I want that offense in the NFL right now. So that's who I would, you know, lean on as head coach. Where do I think Stafford would go? Um, Indy, Indy. I think a lot of the teams that I just named, mm-hmm. but I also believe that if Arthur Smith, who's the Titans' offensive coordinator, goes somewhere, Wherever he goes, I could see Matthew Stafford going.
7: What about okay? So, when you talk about these X's and O's, we get we fall in love with X's and O's. What does that mean? Like, w- what kind of problems has that created? I know Michael Lombardi talks about that. Like, we we're yeah. hiring play callers and not coaches. Like, is that what you're talking about?
8: Yeah, because because everyone fell in love with Sean McVeigh, and I think he's one of the brightest X's and O's minds in football. I was with Sean; he's exponentially better at like. Leadership, people skills, organizing, foresight, flexibility, um, you know, um, uh, laying out exactly what a player needs to succeed, um, vision. Like, I I think that we've lost sight of how important accountability, um, transparency, like we lost sight of that as a league in some aspects, that that's the most important attributes of a coach. Now, if he's really good with X's and O's, then he becomes a unicorn. Like Then then he becomes one of the top five, six, seven guys in the league at what he does. But if he's just really good at X's and O's, but doesn't have the ability to to have accountability and transparency and foresight, and he doesn't have great people skills, and he can't see the game three or four steps ahead, both when it comes to X's and O's, but his football team... Then he's going to fail as a head coach in the long run, and I think that like guys like Mike Vrabel and Mike Tomlin and yeah. Andy Reid, those guys were capable with the, that skill set, and then also were really good with the X's and O's.
0: Are you now? It was rumored last year, and nothing got confirmed that your name was up for a coaching gig or two. Lewis Riddick is now interviewing with the Texans today i like Chris Mortensen and then the yeah. Lions on Friday or whatever. Um, is ESPN, do you guys just like, whenever you guys are sitting in the green room, eating your kale salads or whatever you guys are doing, do you guys just like talk to each other about how we're going to go on and coach and GM somewhere? Is that just something that happens naturally or why is that? Because you saw Mayock, you saw Gruden, you see a lot of TV people kind of go in there. Is that, is that a dream of yours? And is that something that is known whenever you guys are talking behind the scenes?
8: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a it's something that's always on my mind. I don't know if it's a dream. I think it'd be cool to to be a general manager one day. You know, I I think that'd be a lot of fun to have your fingerprint all over an organization. Um, I think being a coach would be amazing as well. I think that's always in my mind, dude. I don't know. Like, you go from playing, and then a lot of times the people that go into television are ex players, and then when they get maybe tired of television. Um when they crave the, the competition, they crave the being part of a team and the camaraderie. They they might start to the interest of being in a coach or a front office person might start to gear up as well. So um I think that a lot of guys just miss the locker room. Um and and kind of the, the feeling of being a part of something. That's why they leave television. Hey, if you were to
7: head coach Dan, would you call the offensive plays?
8: Um I'd have to be like, look at myself in the mirror and feel like if if I was doing myself a disservice, like doing our team a disservice, I wouldn't. You know, like if I felt like I could own our football team um, when it came to like doing my job um, and kind of, you know, doing the process of being their head coach and leader, I would do it. It had to be dependent on who my defensive coordinator was. Like if I had a defensive coordinator I thought was really good, um, I would lean more towards it. But initially, probably not.
0: That's a shame. Because if I'm head coach, I'm calling plays. I never played offense in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you got, Connor? Uh,
1: Dan, I haven't said anything disparaging about you in quite some time, actually, since you've been on the show last, so just want to clear that up. And also, who's going to play quarterback for the Patriots next year?
8: Oh, really, I really appreciate that, man. No, no problem. problem. I, hey, man. I, didn't even, hey, I didn't even
1: call you the other name, Dane Orszlowski. I didn't oh, even call you that. come on.
8: Man. That was very nice of did you. Did you start that? that? Was that, did no, you? No, no,
1: really no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I can't create something that cool.
8: No, the internet. Yeah, somebody. No, something can random. you verify that you haven't said anything discouraging? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, I can. It's all I got there. receipts. It's yeah, I got receipts. Appreciate that, bud. Nice. Um, Boner garage traded Dana pretty Slavsky pretty by, year, by the way. Yeah. Boner
7: garage mm-hmm. four
1: um,
8: I'll give you a bunch of options. Well, we don't um, need that, Dana. No, no.
1: I just want to know who the one guy is going to be. Yeah, right we, we
0: need who you think is going to be there.
8: Um, I'm looking at a bunch of teams right just, now. Just give say staff. Um, do your research. I think that. The Patriots are going to draft oh. Zach Wilson out of BYU. Wow! Whoa. Come we on. We talked yeah. about him
0: just yesterday. Uh, Aaron's a big fan of his. Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of his. Even though the kid took a shot at his swag or whatever, it feels like a lot of people like him. Did you watch him in that Coastal Carolina game? You, you still? Yeah, I don't feel- think he
8: played great. I don't. I don't think he played great. But dude, like Coastal Carolina does a lot of weird stuff, and you only got two days to prepare for it. Like. Sure. You, you, that's hard on a quarterback i, I can't imagine like going half to play against like a guy like rex ryan in two days you'd be all over the world so um I, th- I just know he's custom made to play quarterback in the nfl right now
0: what's going on in your house right now man all hell breaking loose <laughs> just a
8: average average afternoon man what happens <laughs> when you got four kids
0: so whenever you're in uh your office i guess is where you do your espn hits you got dress up on top shorts on the bottom and then as soon as you leave that room all hell breaks loose in the house and then you just go yeah, back in I actually did
8: it. I actually did a sports center hit today in a girdle because I went right from there to working out got a full body workout in today bud
2: 30 minute sweat session
0: <laughs> hey no big deal how you doing keep it moving also probably to stay away from the kids for a little bit longer Diggs what do you got
2: Dan are you a uh, Taysom Hill guy or a James, James Winston guy here we go fudge dude um, Smith, <laughs> by the way somehow
8: uh, like, Fudge, dude. probably a Jameis Winston. Yeah, guy right I yeah. I've, yeah. Taysom Hill. I've I've seen enough of Taysom Hill. Like, I've seen enough flat routes go into the you know go to the receiver's feet. Like, you know, I think he's a nice player and he he does a lot. But like, at some point, for you to be the quarterback of the two seed of the playoffs, or for me to think that you're a bona fide option next year, like we got to get better throwing the football. So. I think that I I think that Jameis should be very very much so ready. Uh, early on in this football game this
0: weekend. They're paying him $16 million next year, Taysom. You think he just goes back to his role as a guy that just does everything? And then do you think Taysom or Jameis are going to definitely be the answer next year? Or do you think Sean Payton's legitimately using time right now to see whether or not Taysom Hill is that Steve Young guy? Because two weeks ago in his third game, or last week, I guess, in his third game starting, he looked like an NFL quarterback. He was getting back. The ball was getting out on time. He was throwing it in the tight windows, realizing that, that that's what open is in the NFL. And then this past week, it looks like he went backwards again. I feel like I have no idea if Taysom Hill is a good quarterback or not. Like, I assume he's a bad quarterback, but he had moments of greatness there, too, where you're like, can you judge him when he only has this amount of time? I guess you have to if you're Sean Payton.
8: Yeah. I mean, they're in a bad spot next year anyway with their cap. They're like $80 90. million dollars on like over the cap, they're negative 77 or something. So, you know, that brings into the conversation of. You know, they're a team that I could see, you know, getting a young quarterback or one of these one of these guys that like a Sam Darnold that'd be moved on from. So, oh, Matty Stafford,
0: um, nah, they won't be able to afford him. I
8: I don't know. Like, if if you gotta, if here's my thing with, because I'll answer the Saints question first. Like, there's nothing that that Taysom has done that tells you yes, yes, like yes, he's the quarterback of the future. I don't know if you're ready to say no. Like you still need more of a body of work, but there's nothing that you could point to and say absolutely. And Jameis hasn't played; like he hasn't played, and so you have no idea if he's actually grown under Sean Payton. I think teams like here's here's where I am because I throw the Saints in this. Like the Saints, the Steelers, the Bears. Like dude, they're gonna have some a pick somewhere between twenty and thirty. If you want a quarterback, are you? Do you feel better throwing that first round pick at like Mac Jones or do you and Kyle Trask? Or do you feel better going Sam, getting Sam Darnold for it? That's where I stand on uh, that.
0: Definitely Kyle Trask or uh, Mac Jones over Sam Darnold. But whenever you're talking about potential, what's that, dude? Your eyes just got really big when I said that.
8: There's no way that you're giving a first round pick for Mac Jones and Kyle Trask over Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, I just think he stinks. Well,
8: There's a way. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong yeah what makes you think he stinks pat I know. because he played he struggled I, for adam gase yeah i just Wrong said line. it
0: i just said it because you like him so i, 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 <laughs> yeah. I said it strictly to do that i know nothing about him I, I try not to watch any jets games it's better for my overall health and everything like that but it is i do feel like sam darnold has not gotten a fair shake especially if you see how Tannehill has played out and all that stuff but i thought i could get you going a little bit there what's up ty
5: uh dan when you look at the bucks them coming off a buy they kind of looked i mean they didn't look great uh are they a threat going forward in the NFC? Do you think, or is it basically just the you know the Packers' time to to win that next Lombardi for Raj?
8: Yeah, not a threat right now. Uh, they looked exactly the same as before their bye week. Um, everyone has gone like, oh, they used motion at a higher percentage. This is why sometimes I want to fistfight numbers people. All due respect to the numbers people. All due respect. Because they're like they upped their pre-snap motion by ten percent. Yes, guys. They snapped the ball 48 times. So if they ran four more motion plays in that game, there you go. Um, like Quick they math. Just, every, mm-hmm. Everything's hard for their offense. Like everything is hard. There's nothing easy. I can't put them above Green Bay, New Orleans, um, Seattle. Um, there's another team in there.
5: Rams. Green Bay, New Orleans.
8: Rams. Yeah, I can't put them above those four. Honestly, they, for me, they're like the Giants. Like, Whoa, good defense. Yes. Quarterback just has to play really good because there's not much given to them that's easy.
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like the New York Giants. Yes. Holy shit, uh, Nick, man. what were you going to ask about, pal?
2: Dan, is it too late in the season for the Steelers' offense to get right, or do they yes. just stink now?
8: They stink, huh? Yeah, I mean, dude, like, here's the thing. You guys know this. You can't do anything on offense if your offensive line isn't good. Their offensive line is not good right now.
6: Whoa, whoa, whoa. And
8: Damn. everyone's oh, like, well, they don't run the ball enough. Watch what happens when they run. They don't get any they, yards. They're not a good offensive line right now. They've gotten old real fast. And that's why they're throwing it so much. It was really good early on because that you know they were getting some of the wide receiver run to supplement their run game. They've gotten away from that a little bit. They just don't have any foundation. That means they, they can't bring anything of value offensively. Still a good team. Like, still a good team. But they're like they're not making any type of playoff run that's significant with oh. their offensive line. That's Uh-oh. No.
0: Lombardi isn't coming to time. <sighs> Hate to break it to you. Win 11, doesn't matter. What do you got, AJ?
7: Hey Dan, you mentioned the Bears. Now, what uh, what do they look like next year? Like as far as coaching staff, front office, and the team. Like, what about Mitch Trubisky? Is he going to be there? And if not, where would he go? Thanks, AJ.
8: Yeah, Mitch should not be there. I don't think he will. I think they'll blow that place up for the most part. You know, Ryan Pace takes Mitch Trubisky, and we all know like yeah, what oh, else yeah. happened in that yeah. draft. Yeah, okay, better, well, you took him, once, so he's your pick, and then you chose the coach to develop him in Matt Nagy. So it was a bad pick and then it was a bad pick for the coach, and then there's a lack of development. So the general manager swung and missed. I'll credit for him for swinging, but he swung and missed on the pick, and then he certainly swung (laughs) and missed on the coach. There's just been no development out of Mitchell Trubisky. The same stuff that I would watch two years ago, That he would do, that I would sit there and be like, if he just fixes this, there's some traits there. Like, if he just fixed his feet, that would be better. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, if if he if 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 in his drop he was more deliberate, that would be better. If he had more eye discipline, that would be greater. If they used him on the perimeter more, that would be. They don't do that. So, like at some point, you got to admit, like the coach is failing the player, and the player hasn't gotten himself better. And I think that's where the Bears are right now. And as good as their defense is and as, as young as, as they have some young pieces, I don't think that they can go forward with another year of Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Nagy. Yeah,
0: It's a circle of suck over there. Whenever you do this and uh-huh. you do this mm-hmm. and it just continues to go south there. Dan, what time is NFL Live? Four o'clock ESPN? Four o'clock Eastern, ESPN. What are you talking about today? Anything?
8: Yeah, I'll give you the rundown right here. Champion, we're going to talk about the Washington football team and old Jack Del Rio and the the Seahawks. Smart. Um, I'm going to put somebody new on the Dan Wagon. Nice.
0: (laughs) Get off the tracks when the Dan Wagon's coming through. It'll move swiftly.
8: Let you guys figure out who that is. Uh Um, I think he's the best player in football that doesn't play quarterback. Um, We're going to talk about them Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Yeah. Travis. We're gonna Kelsey. talk about we're gonna talk oh. about the Bills Travis Kelsey. as a potential upset against the Denver Broncos.
0: Are you gonna dance uh, on the graves of you predicting uh, Josh Allen? No,
8: no, 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 no. I just we're just upset alert. Tua. We'll <laughs> talk about Tua going against New England and then what the Packers do that no one talks about enough.
0: Hey, can't right? wait to hear okay. you and the group. It's a great show every day. We appreciate you for joining us. Tell the kids thanks for stopping by on the show as well. <sighs>
6: Later, dudes. Oh. Hey.
8: Hey. Oh. Hey.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, New York See you later. Have a good one. Thank you, Dane. <laughs> snow day. It is snow day. I think every day is snow day. They, they probably don't oh, go to school. Yeah. Oh. Your kids in school? They go to the bus and everything in Ohio?
7: Uh, well, they're in school, yeah, because we switched their school. So, yeah, my two oldest go. Whoa. Oh, oh, so yeah. one yeah. school said
0: home. don't don't come. Uh, you got to teach them at home. And you guys said, okay, cool your yins aren't going to school there anymore and then you found a school that is taking kids that's what you did absolutely smart
2: hey remember those friends you had you don't have those friends anymore make new ones <laughs> hey those friends those friends are going to be socially
0: awkward because they're not going to get a chance to talk to kids because they're doing class at home all goddamn day that's not going to be you you're going to be able to talk circles around those friends in about a year or two don't uh-huh. you worry about that we're going to take you over here
7: um was it two two hour delay this morning no because of snow you're saying yeah yeah, yeah no we barely i mean we got a tiny bit nothing serious oh we got like uh,
0: two three inches yeah. here but it was like real snow normally knew- indiana gets bad snow it's like not even fun snow can't even throw snow or uh-uh. pack snow it got some real packing thick. snow today hey, oh, it was yeah. thick caused some problems on the roads obviously oh, yeah. but i think the northeast got like half a foot Teasing and peas uh-huh. to everybody but we thought i thought it was going to be a big two-hour delay day but then i remembered no kids are really in school unless you your parents took you out of one school and put you in another mm-hmm. school true it's kind of the way it goes nowadays what do you think about dane why'd you call him that that was pretty disrespectful right no it
7: wasn't i think it's uh <laughs> no, I, no. I think it's showing no, ultimate respect when you mm-hmm. call somebody by a different name huh. well, I talk. Tristan I talk. yeah but yeah. we had
0: literally just got done talking about
7: how he didn't want it anymore well it shows like a hey i got a personal connection with this guy like i can't there, <laughs> if somebody i don't know at all and i don't like i can't go call them some random name <laughs>
0: So sorry to interrupt. I want to let you know that Burrow offers the easiest, most convenient way to get a comfortable new sofa delivered right to your door. And it's not just sofas, Ty. Really? Yeah. All Burrow furniture is thoughtfully designed for function and practicality and designed to go perfectly together. It's foolproof furniture, high quality, stylish, and built to make your life easier. That's perfect. Yeah, it's practical and adaptable. Assemble a Burrow sofa by yourself without any tools or help in just minutes. Minutes? Minutes. Add seats or rearrange them from love seat to sofa to sectional and even back. Wow. Wow. Uh, it's built for real life. It includes thoughtful features like a built in USB charger. Huge. Need that.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Need that. It's made from durable materials that resist stains and scratches. Their durable fabric options now include performance velvet.
5: Oh, I love that!
0: Yeah, customize everything to create your dream sofa. Choose the color, fabric, arm style, leg style, size, and shape of your seating. Attach the shiz lounge addition to any seat, or go with a floating ottoman. Whatever tickles your fancy. There's more than uh, sofas. Burrow also offers clever storage-focused coffee tables, modular, easy-to-hang wall shelves, credenzas, and benches. Those
5: creden. I've been looking for a new credenza.
0: Renters can build it with no tools and it's easy to move wherever you want to go. If you have a commitment-phobe, no big deal. They change styles, assemble, move, rearrange. If you have a walk-up, if you live in a walk, no carrying a full couch up and down the stairs. Pets and families, no big deal. It's scratch and stain resistant. Anyone who wants stylish quality furniture but doesn't know where to start needs to go to Burrow. Go to Burrow. Right now, you can save an extra $75 off your purchase by going to burrow.com slash McAfee. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E for $75. Off.
5: That's a hell of a deal. That's a hell of a
0: deal. Back to the show. Uh, from the athletic and stadium, ladies and gentlemen, Sham Sharani. Sham, do you cut your own hair? You've got to cut your own hair. It is always an incredible <laughs> fade every single time you join us. You look amazing. <laughs>
4: I wish I could take credit, man, but I don't do my own hair.
0: Well, you look damn good. I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Basketball's happening already. What are we in right now? What should I be looking forward to? We're in preseason right now. How long is this? Are real players playing? What's going on in the NBA?
4: It ends on the 19th, so the end of preseason is coming up here, and then we're going to have a couple days in between. (laughs) The regular season tips off on the 22nd. But, I mean, the two things that I was really monitoring over the last week or so uh, and one of them is still going to go on. But the Giannis and to DeCumpo, uh, you know, whether he would sign it or won't sign it, he ended up agreeing to the deal yesterday. And then the thing that's really, I think, clouding around the league now is the James Harden saga, which, you know, he's he suited up for the Rockets last night. He's going to play for the foreseeable future until they have a deal that's on the table. And right now, I don't see anything that makes sense for the Rockets within sight. But again, these things can change. We'll see how how fluid it becomes. As you guys see, I just got a call right there. So answer it, answer it, answer it. Do what you got to do. Who is it? No, 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 I'm not going to answer it yet. Oh, he doesn't even tell me. I wish
0: I could. Oh, did did we just bury his whole career? Hey, we
4: can call back. Call call back. You can call back. We're good. We're good. No, we're good. We're good. We're good.
0: Oh, if you miss it though. Oh no. Your own fault. Fuck it. Your own fault. You could have left. We gave you the option. Um, Now, the honest thing, you wrote an incredible piece for The Athletic about how the the kind of the twists and turns of that entire thing because down at the bubble just what a few months ago, it feels like maybe a month ago, the conversation was he was gonna go to Miami, he was gonna potentially go somewhere else. But now that they lock him down for five years with two hundred and twenty eight million dollars, the biggest contract in NBA history, there's still a thought that he could potentially not end up there. Is there people on Supermaxes have left or got traded before?
4: I mean, this is the first time a, a Supermax player, um, you know, obviously the the biggest contract in league history. There have been players that have signed Supermax, more Russell Westbrook. He got traded on his with the Thunder. Steph Curry uh, also signed for his uh, a, a few years ago for 201 million in I believe 2018. So guys have signed for the Supermax have gotten traded. This is the first obviously uh, major contract over 220 million ended up at 228.2. And as I wrote and as I've reported, this wasn't an easy decision for Giannis. He got this offer on the table formally on December 5th. He just now agreed to this deal uh, over two weeks later. And so for him, uh, he really needed to be sold by the Milwaukee Bucks. They really grinded this out. This took multiple meetings with ownership and his agent, Alex Saracis, to figure out, is this ownership group, is this franchise really committed to doing what Giannis wants to do most? And that's winning. He wanted to stay with the Bucks. and there was always this thought around the franchise that if they didn't find a, a common ground on an extension this year, and if Giannis left open the window for him to leave as a free agent, you know, they might need to look around uh, and see, you know, and do what's best for the franchise, because the last thing you want is an asset that you're going to lose in one year. And if they felt like there was a chance that Giannis was leaving, um, I do believe that that, that window was open for them to look around the league. Obviously he didn't need to come down to that. He decided to take that extension, but Giannis wanted to see their vision, wanted to know that they wanted to win, and you saw the moves that they made this summer. You bring in Drew Holiday, you make trades, oh, yeah. uh, mm. you make signings across the league. They, unfortunately, were not able to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, but they still, I think, recovered as, as well as they could.
0: Um. Okay, so the NBA is such an interesting one because as you just laid out there, there has been people who have signed Supermaxes to their team and then said, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And you talked about how Giannis wanted to see the team's vision before he signed on. Hilarious, love that. I wish NFL players could do that. But now it's coming out and there's a bunch of sources with James Harden, the other story that you talked about that you've been covering. You know, James wants out of Houston or whatever. They offered him whatever, 200 million. He said, no, I don't want it. And now it's coming out that he's, and it, it feels like the Houston Rockets are trying to do a little PR control here about how they've treated James Harden because James Harden wanting out of Houston is probably not a good look for the Rockets or whatever. So now it's coming out. He's had control over every decision since 2012, they're saying, behind closed doors. Then more stories are coming out. Like, if there was any time off, James Harden was flying somewhere to party, uh, then he would come back, and he would do a 50-point triple-double or whatever, which, by the way, if that was to make him look bad, it didn't. That made, me look even, made him look even better. Now he's demanding that Trade. He looks not like James Harden would look. I'm not saying he uh, potentially put on 20 to 30 in the last month or so, but he looks like a different player. And now he still wants out of there, but they're going to start their games here. He's showing up. What does he have to do? Just not give effort? Like how will this play out in a harmonic fashion at all? And who would want to play alongside James Harden? Like I- I've heard that they're asking prices a couple ones and something else for that teams haven't had much success when James Harden is the focal point, right? Like the Houston Rockets have not won the entire thing. it it seems like they lose to a good team.
4: Does James want to change his
0: style of play? How does that whole situation end up, you think?
4: Yeah, so James Harden's going to have to remain professional. You know, the one thing about him is he loves playing basketball, and this is his his occupation, and he's going to go about things a a, a way that's not normal for, for, for most NBA players, right? He spends time in Atlanta, in Las Vegas, and for a lot of people around the Rockets, that was James Harden being James Harden. You know, across the last few seasons, he's taken a few days you know, to, to, to travel out of, out of town when he's not, you know, when they have a few off days, I don't, you know, that was part of James Harden and it's still, you know, may be part of James Harden's routine. Of course, we're living in a different time right now. We're dealing with the pandemic. And I think that was one of the major reasons why that was, you know, a bad look uh, for, for a lot of people around the league. They looked at James Harden, you know, at, at a club or at this location without a mask on. And you look at it in a different way, given what's going on in the country. Um, but James Harden will be professional. He'll play, and it's not, un, uh, you know, uh, out of the norm for a player of his stature to have control over practice timings or, or, or over, you know, different things around the team. To me, that is pretty much normal as far as what superstars, you know, what what what's at their leisure. Um, but at at the end of the day, the Rockets aren't going to just make a bad deal. They're going to have to wait out this market. I don't think there's a deal on the table right now that they would take. Clearly, there isn't. Um, do you, if you're the Rockets, do you wait out if Ben Simmons becomes available in Philadelphia? That might be the number one trade chip potentially that you can acquire. If he you're can the shoot Rockets. now, right?
0: He can shoot a basketball now, right? Can he shoot? I theory. mean, he,
4: he didn't shoot. I, I, I don't know if he shot any any threes last night, uh, but I, I do know he's trying to become more accustomed <laughs> to shooting those threes. But He was an NBA they, guy that couldn't
0: shoot a basketball, right? Yeah. He was just so athletic that that's how he made it to the NBA, and then they had to teach him how to
4: shoot. Isn't that what happened with him? He's he's I mean, listen, to be an all NBA player and not be able, you know, to to, to to have a reliable jumper, I mean to me speaks to what he brings to the table. He's able to Bingo. play high level defense, all all NBA defensive teams. So I, I, I have do to, think Ben Simmons <laughs> is probably the number one guy that you can go out and get, right? If you're you know, the four teams that he, that, that he's open to a trade, you're looking at Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I'm told is, is unlikely to make a run at James Harden. Uh, Brooklyn does not have the package that suits Houston's needs. Um, and, and if you look around, uh, you know, Philadelphia, that is, is a potential spot if they can get uh, a Ben Simmons.
0: You're the best, Shams. I feel like I just learned everything I need to... Lakers are going to win again?
4: <laughs> it says poor connection, so I don't know if you guys can see me. Hopefully, you guys can. Oh, yeah, we can. I think they're the favorites. I I think they're the favorites. I think they've made their team as best, you know, as much as you can improve a team after a championship. They've done it. Um, I I do think they're my favorites right
1: now.
0: Shams the best. Shams, you're the absolute best.
4: Yeah, Shams, are we going to see
1: fans in the stands this year or is that off the table? Mm. Golden State. They said they were doing something, weren't they?
4: So right now, I think we're going to have six, seven teams that are going to open up with fans, right? I think Orlando is going to do 4,000 fans uh, in the arena. You're going to have teams around the league do 1,000, 2,000, 1,500. I do think by April, May, June, that is when the NBA expects vaccines to be available for the general population. And when that's the case, I think you're going to see a flurry of teams to bring in fans because that's 40 percent of the league's revenue
0: is that what did you just break some news there so april may june we should be expecting a vaccine available for most population
4: the general population vaccine the nba and a lot of different uh you know medical experts that i've spoken to um and and that that they've made clear to those to the professional leagues around april to june they do expect uh, general population. Okay. okay. All right.
0: My birthday's May. Ooh. Yeah, man. There you
4: Have go. Happy birthday. Go to the hey, Pacers
6: game.
0: Hey, hey get, I won't. <laughs> I'll go to the Bulls game. I'm becoming a big, a, Bulls. Bulls guy. Yeah. I'm a big Bulls let's guy. I'm going a big Bulls guy. Let's go. The Bulls sent me a full gift package oh, yeah. here. They, awesome. The Bulls are recruiting me to be a oh, fan yeah. of their team. They huh? love you. I'm like, listen, hey, let's let's do it, man. <laughs> is, is Benny the Bull still running around oh, Sean, yeah. is Benny the Bull on IR? Is he going to be allowed to perform?
4: I don't. I, I would not expect it. I think they're keeping uh, everything. You know, most teams are as essential as possible. So oh, I. Oh, he's essential. Not expect that,
0: so. He is essential. Uh, yeah. Shams, can't thank you enough, dude. You're the absolute best. Uh, I can't I wait to see what that. news you break that you missed originally on our show earlier. So we appreciate it. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> Let's go, uh, Shams basketball you know it's kind of interesting because there's so many games and none of them really matter just yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go for a night out or whatever it's kind of what it is it's something good if you're in an nba city or whatever but at the end i just need to know who's he said lakers are gonna win it all." all right that's good all right that's all i need to know that's the team I'm cheering for this year, then. Them and the Bulls. Cheering for the Lakers and the Bulls. We're going to win a championship, and I'm going to go hopefully see Benny the Bull fucking running around.
2: Oh. <laughs> What's going on? Similar to what Shom said, the MLB said that they're going to not start their league until probably May when all their players can be vaccinated.
0: And similar to uh, the MLB and the NBA, uh, they did a bubble. NFL says no bubble the for bubble. playoffs. Ooh, not doing By anything. the way, that rumor was started, and whatever we heard it, by the way. It might, our job is to talk about rumors, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got him Jeremy in Detroit ahead and take a fucking hike, dude. See ya. All right, bro? Okay, just take a hike, dude. You're a hero, all right? I just want to let you know you're a hero. But um, there was a rumor that the, the NFL was potentially going to make a bubble around um, the NFL playoffs. And we talked about it on this show, and I got 10 text messages from coaches and players, uh, former teammates and friends of mine, that all said, stop with the bubble talk, Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't even fucking put it out there. So I just want to say this. Uh, we were big proponents of the bubble in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. we were supporters of this mm-hmm. because it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And no. these NFL guys, you know, they're not going out to any dinners with their family. Okay, no. they're doing no holidays with anybody. Can't even go get food with your girlfriend or your lady if it's their birthday uh-uh. because it takes all of us it's NFL players. Right. And if you know if there's a rumor, you guys are going to be bubbled because you guys don't understand that you're not allowed to go breathe air outside. No. no. You're not allowed to walk your dog. No. Absolutely no. not. No, no. You think you're a human? Absolutely not. You are an NFL football
2: player. Hey, Amen.
0: So whenever that bubble has come, listen, we need playoff football. We need, we playoff, need playoff, playoff football. We need playoff football. It's a winner. You know there's six inches outside. Yeah. Everywhere. We need playoff football. So the NFL says no bubbles needed. We're like, <sighs> I guess, dude. I guess. Could you imagine how fucking miserable that would have been for everybody? You got through all season. okay. Think about the teams. There's some teams in the playoff now that have had zero COVID uh, situation. I guess the Seattle Seahawks are the only team, but there's been a lot of teams that have controlled the whole thing there. And if they get to the playoffs with the most important games, okay? All right, now... Get, by the way, go stay in this hotel down here. You guys are gonna practice on like a thirty-yard field out here, mm-hmm. uh, and then you guys are gonna do this thing. It would have been really incredible to see how the NFL would have been able to set that up for how big it was. And the players, I think, they've taken on a lot of ownership of this entire thing. Yeah. There was a couple of scares, there was a couple of outbreaks. Congrats to the NFL for being able to shuffle the games to get us to where we're at now. We aren't out of the woods yet. No, 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 no. There's still some things that could pop off, but it feels like to get to this point why would you change it to get to the playoffs then? If there hasn't been an extended week or anything like that, why would you change it? You already got here. And I think the NFL ran into two big problems. You're right. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And also, we would have to build a city to be able to do this for the NFL, and we yes. just can't fucking do that. So I think that is why the
1: bubble for the playoffs has been ruled out completely. The bubble will be miserable, but could you imagine watching your team play a playoff game with the quarterback who may not be able to play because he has COVID? Yeah, you it's going to happen. I mean,
0: it's, it's But the bubble isn't necessarily going to win. The, the bubble isn't necessarily going to be foolproof. No. I mean, I remember the NBA, much smaller operation. They had the entire thing. They had, uh, what, uh, DoorDash drivers just yep. running in the thing, uh-huh. in, in the entire thing. So I, now granted, has the bubble been foolproof for the MLS, I believe, uh, for the NBA and everything like that? I guess it got them through a season. But who says with the vast, how big it has to be with the NFL bubble, that it would be 100%? I just don't know if at this point we know enough about you know, Rona to be able to say that it would hundred be 100%. It, but it would suck for a team. You get to the AFC championship game, <laughs> NFC championship game, and you got, uh what, what was his name, uh, Keenan Gilden. Oh, yeah, Keegan
1: uh, Keegan Hilden. Uh, Keegan
0: Hilden playing yeah. quarterback for your guy who hasn't taken a snap since uh, his junior year of college at Wake Forest, which mm-hmm. is a known pass-happy team. Oh, uh, yeah. You All know right. what I mean? That would be wild. Potentially going to happen, but that's what a boy's got to remember. Takes all of us. Takes yeah, all of us. it does. Don't even think about going out for no, it. any no, birthday no, no. celebrations. Nope. Those are canceled. Okay, stay yeah. home. Those are canceled this year.
5: And to your point, we do need to commend teams like the Jets and the Bengals for. Sticking with it. I mean, true. you know, yes, true they actually. fucking stink. They get yeah. the doors blown off every week, and they keep getting tested. They keep making sure these games go off without a hitch. Because there's awesome.
0: s- there's some college teams that got their asses beat. Mm. Then all of a sudden, they just, the rest of their games are canceled because of COVID. It's like their players, they're being told, hey, you guys aren't allowed to go to that party that's happened – uh, about six inches below your apartment mm-hmm. you are not allowed to go down there you see all your uh, fellow student humans okay mm-hmm. they're not they're not student human athletes nope. but the fellow student humans having a good time you can't go there and then the, you you lose your first game, and you're like, we still got everything in front of us. Mm-hmm. Lose your second game, that party's popping off a little bit more now. Oh, yeah. There's some more stuff going on. New songs. Yeah. On. Oh, there's some new banger. Oh, New, oh, oh, oh. the new hardware. Oh, there's a the new TikTok dance where you're oh, chopping your feet oh, on the ass. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you lose four games, all of a sudden, you're going to get a part of the roster. It's going to be like, hey, listen, we fucking stink this year. <laughs> do you see how much fun they're having? School sucks. Let's get out. We're going to be in debt forever. Bottom half of the roster is not on scholarship. We're going to go do that. And then all of a sudden, you lose five games. And then everybody's like, Yeah, Fuck this season. (laughs) We'll come back next year. This doesn't even count towards our eligibility. We'll be fucking freshmen again next year. We're gone with it. That has happened in college. Hasn't happened in the NFL, Mm -mm. which is impressive. What what about,
2: I mean, not even just the losing team in college. What about the disrespected, undefeated teams that stay undefeated and keep dropping in the rankings every fucking week because Mm -hmm. it's a scam. Yeah, it is a scam. It's a racket.
0: (laughs) Joined alongside A.J. Hawk. A.J., Dan Orlovsky, ever going to be a coach in the NFL?
7: Absolutely. I think 100%. I think so, too. I think he's been laying the foundation for that to happen mm-hmm. a little bit. You know,
0: he's, he kind of leaks it out there. I would love to be a GM. Coach would be cool, too. I think about it every once in a while. I think last year there was a... Uh, rumor that he got offered the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, or quarterback coach job or whatever, because how much he put over Carson Wentz. And basically uh, the thought was people in the building were like, this guy seems to know Carson Wentz a lot better than our guys. Let's go ahead and try to get him. Lewis Riddick's getting two GM interviews right now. I'm excited to see how it all plays out. AJ, at some point, we just got to float our names out for those jobs. I think that's how it works, and then you just automatically do it. Louis Riddick, I hope he gets a gig. I want to see, because his name is always brought up, and he's a former player. Anytime a former player gets into a GM role, I like to see them succeed. Hopefully, he'll be able to do that. There's an old tweet from him, 2018, that is circulating the Internet right now that uh, I, think, uh, I think is rather hilarious from Lewis Riddick. Uh, it was his thoughts on things, but I think everybody thought the same way he thought at that time. It was about uh, uh, draft, stash, and pass and uh, he drafted Josh Rosen, he stashed Sam Darnold, and he passed Josh Allen. Oh, okay. And uh, that is just kind of <laughs> – that's tough. But uh, listen, every GM is going to make mistakes. Lewis Riddick wasn't a GM then. He's now learned through more stuff. Right. I hope Louis Riddick gets a gig. I hope Orlovsky gets a gig. I hope we continue to build uh, our friends – not that Louis Riddick is, but Dan Orlovsky – into those roles so uh-huh. we can maybe have more interviews with oh, him. Yeah. It's not easy being a GM, though, AJ. That's just not easy at all.
7: No, Are you kidding me? Like, how tough would it be? Like, let's say you were in the top five and there was a couple quarterbacks to choose from and you have to make that decision. Like, How do you know? Like, we, there's no real – there's no exact science on predicting who's going to make it.
0: Yeah, Ryan Leaf got drafted ahead of Peyton Manning. You know, you have all those incredible stories that are told by people. And, obviously, Mitchell Trubisky was drafted ahead of uh, the potential greatest of all time and whenever he's done Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, everything. like You have no Trubisky's idea. But better than Watson. But did you, what's that, dude? Uh, Trubisky's better than Watson. Check the numbers. From one weekend, a winning percentage actually. Metro Mitchell Trubisky really? has a better winning percentage. Yes, just say that's fine though. I did Zito. not know. No. I had no idea that Is was Is it 0.4% better? Yes. But oh, okay. It's better, though. Oh, okay. It's better. If he didn't get benched this year for Nick Foles, that thing's oh. probably lower. No, way higher, probably. No, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> true. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never, we'll never know. know. I wonder if Mitchell Trubisky will ever play again. I did not know that. But, anyways, the GMs, I think they take a lot of blame, you know, but I think it's a not an easy gig. So it's like, that's why it's you have to be so careful with which jobs you take. Because if you end up in a place where you don't, like, who, um, Somebody told us Lombardi, maybe Lombardi told us was that on hammered Diner on this show where he said if he had to make a move, he had to get it okayed by the mm-hmm. goddamn owner. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy as just like, hey, I want this guy. I want this guy. I want to bring in this guy. I want to do that. It's like not all GMs are allowed to do that. There's only some GMs that are allowed to make plays like that. You kind of get handcuffed in some places and that doesn't get talked
2: about. He all. said he couldn't make a seventh round draft pick without approval from the owner.
0: By the way, seventh round is where studs come from. Oh, yeah. Big round. Uh, AJ and I love this segment. It's our favorite segment every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a recurring
1: segment on this show called Questions from Other Sports Shows. Welcome to Questions from Other Sports Shows. All right, gentlemen. Let's get right into it because we got a bunch of good ones today. First, Uh, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! I did not, I did not know we How
1: much? Well, so we have four questions, and then there is a bonus round at the end. If you two, you know, want to test those waters, because the bonus round it gets a little frisky. Okay, okay. First and foremost, from Undisputed more credit for the win on Monday night. Lamar Jackson getting the team in field goal range or Justin Tucker's kick. See, this is so interesting. Okay, I'll go first. They (laughs) did this question
0: just so they could shit on Tucker, right? So, Tucker was getting a lot of credit. I saw on Twitter, by the way, it said uh, Baltimore Ravens beat Cleveland Browns with Justin Tucker's 55-yard field goal. The headline at the bottom was like, Ravens uh, best Browns with Tucker, 55-yard field goal. And I was so pumped up because, yeah, a bunch of other people had great games. Obviously, Lamar had a great game. Uh, Trace McSorley came out there and did his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Marquise Brown had a touchdown there late. You got uh, J.K. Dobbins running over Sendaiho right at the goal. I mean, there was a lot of good things, but I loved that Tucker was getting all the love and all the credit. I was like, this is good for kickers. And then I had to realize the next morning, like, oh, yeah, well, Tucker hit a 55-yarder. Now they have to shit on And basically, this question was set up so that they could, Tucker could get shit on mm-hmm. so I don't love that uh, no, Shannon Sharp went on an incredibly hilarious rant about kickers and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it and I've always said hey if you play in the NFL you can say whatever the hell you want about kickers and punters but obviously this is a team thing this is a team the whole team's coming together that's why you can never play, pin blame on one person it's a whole team coming together AJ god damn it
7: okay so let's say Lamar Jackson gets him in field goal range and he makes that happen and then Tucker misses the kick what are we talking about? We're just talking about how, how Tucker is. He's been clutch his whole life. Oh, has he fallen off the cliff? Do they need to cut him? Has he lost his magic? Has he lost his mojo? He has the yips. So, yeah, dumb question. It, it doesn't really matter. There's <laughs> yeah, no answer.
0: If Tucker lost the game would be, by the way, everything. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Tucker lost the game. Now, what if Lamar Jackson only gets him to like a 65-yarder or something ah. like that, and he misses that kick? It would still, I think, be Justin Tucker yep. miss kick, loses game or whatever. Like, but, granted, quarterbacks get a lot more hate on a daily basis, in a lot more credit
1: than kickers do. I just don't like that this question was set up strictly to kind of pounce on Tucker, it feels Absolutely disgusting. You had to shine a light on it, and hey, let's just be glad that Justin Mm -hmm. Tucker hit that kick. Hey, by the way, Justin Tucker probably hit that kick 10 times out of 10, Mm -hmm. in his Mm -hmm. absolute stud. Will Lamar Jackson,
0: after going to the bathroom, come back and and lead a team like that? We'll see. If they
1: can, Baltimore's going to be problematic. And maybe that question comes up later on, Pat. Oh, really? We'll have to find out. Oh, Question number two. Is Washington football's team's Super Bowl window open next season? Can I go? Yeah.
7: Connor, can you reread the question, please?
1: Is the Washington football's team's Super Bowl window open next season? This comes from Get Up A.J.,
7: go. Is that how it is written? Football's team? Uh, it was actually Washington football teams. Oh, okay. Um i don't even know the question
0: pat you can go first (laughs) okay i respect i did see him stumble over the question a couple times and it is his segment he's not a host all the time get off his i wrote
1: an s and then i had to cross it out with a pen and then it kind of doesn't look like i crossed it out
0: that's why i use mechanical pencils uh this is a wild question who's playing quarterback for him next season anybody know huh Anybody have a clue who's playing quarterback for the Washington Football no, Team next not year? Me. Until we find out that, I think we can answer. But hey, I'll tell you what: with that defensive line, they'll be able to win games. They'll be able to beat teams mm. they're not supposed to beat because that defensive line eats. Chase Young is an absolute monster. But we don't know a damn thing about the Washington Football Team next year. We know their name's going to be Washington Football Team, right, for another year. Hell yeah! Is that they say? If they, they, said? they go, to the playoffs, if they get it, whatever. If they do anything, they're going to have to hang on to that. We know that old Jay Wright's going to be running the show over there as president. Yep. Ron Rivera's going to be head coach. I would assume that uh, maybe Del Rio will get a, another job somewhere potentially oh, mm. yeah we have no idea
7: this is a bad question is it a, i don't know i mean is there <laughs> is there super bowl window open this season yeah, no, that thing's closed like a motherfucker. Uh-huh. And Also, the, uh,
0: in Ireland, I don't know if you know this, but in Dublin, uh, they had small little windows on some buildings, okay, because they had to pay Northern Ireland for the amount of window space that you wanted because there was the whole Protestant Catholic uh, yes. little yeah, war going on. Mm-hmm. There was car bombs and things like that. Mm. I would say that their window this year is a, is a, a very small window in, okay. in Dublin uh, because Northern Ireland was taxing them so much, not a lot of money to pay for a lot of space, and that window is cement shut, I yeah. think, uh, this year. But maybe next year that window is yeah, yeah. oh, open. Maybe. They, get up. maybe they maybe they open it a little bit. So, so maybe, perhaps maybe. the window
1: is open, gentlemen. AJ, if you didn't like that question, I know you're gonna love this one. It comes from Good Morning Football. Oh, what current player would you want to have been college roommates with?
7: Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I just like hearing how you like your tone when you read the questions. That's why I wanted you to reread the other one. Well, I, the last one he barely read the first time. So I'm happy you ran yeah. that thing back
0: the second time. What current
7: player? I'm not uh ever since I graduated middle school, like I didn't enjoy having a roommate. So I don't yeah. really know if this is like if this like question is good for me, but if I had to pick one current player to be his roommate, jeez. I want to pick somebody that doesn't talk, mm-hmm. that isn't messy, <laughs> okay. and I don't see. So whoever that would be.
2: Okay, I think. Josh I think I'm, Rosen. I'm
7: going with Jack Doyle. Ooh. Ooh,
0: Jack Doyle's that guy. He's probably doing all the lawn work too. He's oh, doing, nice. Yeah, he's probably putting oh, up the lights. Taking everything up. That's why I'm going with Jack Doyle. Shrug sure off that reason. Another thing would be to go with like you know Aaron, mm-hmm. because. Probably be a pretty cool house. Yeah, if nice house. It'd be oh. a pretty cool house, and Aaron would be a cool guy. You know, watch shows with at night and have a good conversation. And he's got a lot of money. But then I realized that I'm that roommate that he doesn't want. You know what I mean? Because of what AJ just said, who's quiet and who's tidy and all that stuff. Mm. I am not that. So maybe I potentially ruin my friendship with Aaron Rodgers. So I got to pick somebody that has been around me before, knows me a little bit, and is also good. To I'm so I'm picking Jack Doyle, tight end of the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Hell yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. That,
5: that is an interesting qualifier, though, because are you in like a College dorm room, or are you in AJ's? You know, eight hundred and fifty thousand square foot villa. Well, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, interesting. then you know, like you're not seeing the other person ever.
0: Yeah, right. because uh, you know, I got to use telephone to call. Uh, you know, my my roommates. Mm-hmm. I believe Drake and his friends had to do that. I had to call, get a drink at his oh, own house. Right. So it depends. Are we at a Michigan house, or are we had an Ohio State football house, Ooh. which is gifted by boosters? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Or are we in a college dorm? There's a lot of qual. What's that, AJ? <laughs> I
7: mean. Obviously, completely false. You're right there with that one, but I can see. Like, I don't, I don't. What's I have a feeling, done? Pat. No, no matter so how bad. large the house yeah. is, you could have a forty thousand square foot house. I have a feeling, if you had a roommate, you would be following that little guy around the whole time. Like they would, you would not be able to escape. You, I feel like they would be following you. Me, a AJ. big house,
0: AJ. They'd be following me, pal. Okay, just know that. But we would probably be close to each other because I do get lonely.
1: What's the next question, Connor? Yeah,
0: don't leave me lonely.
1: Uh This one comes from Boston Rob in the AM. Uh, does Lamar Jackson cramping up in the fourth quarter give you concerns about his longevity in the playoffs? What show is that from? Boston Rob in the AM. is this other show in uh, New Hampshire.
0: <laughs>
1: Boston Rob in the AM yeah he's absolutely slaying the game up there I, mean, I did not know that I was a, a sports show yeah put a little respect on his name cause you know live for your die they love him up there I just googled it; nothing popped up Oh, is that right? Well, he's yeah. not on Google cuz you know, they went down the other day. I'm pretty sure they got wiped off there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for, you know, oh. BR. I did
0: check Yahoo. He is on Yahoo. Oh, yeah. right next
1: to Chuck. Yeah. Honestly, Bing, he's the first thing that pops up. boss. Oh,
2: oh,
0: yeah, well, it sounds like this is one you just made up. No, yeah, does feel like this is a pe- people are saying potential thing yeah, that no, we no, no. used to do on this <laughs> show. No, no, no. Sounds like you are questioning this now. Would you like
1: to answer this question? From- uh, I, I mean, look, hey, if I was on the show, I would, but I'm just here to ask the questions and you guys answer. Oh, you're and, kind you know, of pass the ball. I can't. You know, I would. I'd love to answer all these questions for you guys, but I can't. Yeah, you're Lamelo Ball. Huh? Exactly. Just you know, no look. See you later. Yeah, but you made this question up,
0: and you—it's basically a take. So, so bonus think? round yeah. is what you're
1: saying. You want to go right to the bonus round then? <laughs> what I'm you're saying
0: is, it. I don't think this cramp has anything to do with his longevity. Is that what you want to talk shit on, Lamar
1: Jackson? I don't want to talk shit on Lamar Jackson at all. I'm concerned about one thing only, and that's beating the Fins on Sunday, okay? Well, I, you're not
0: concerned about this segment at all.
1: I'm not. Well, of course I'm concerned about this segment, but when it comes to football I'm not concerned about Lamar Jackson's health. Okay. I'm concerned about the Patriots.
0: That was a weird time to get a cramp in your arm, though, wasn't it? Because he said I got a cramp in his arm.
7: Yeah, really weird time, right? That's why he did get an IV, though. If you saw, didn't he have the, the tape over no, his left? There was oh, tape there. Dr. Was there David, Cha. Dr. <laughs> David Cha. Dr. David Cha. Pro football doc. He, he was a diarrhea,
0: I thought. No, no, no. Zeta oh. thinks it's diarrhea. Everybody else said he wouldn't talk a shit. That is a weird time to get a cramp in your arm. I do hope he's okay. Yeah. Me too. And hopefully that isn't a sign of things to come because I like when the Ravens are playing. More fiber. Like they they play against. Uh, fiber makes you poop, actually. Maybe you got a monkey, got a monkey bubble. Yeah. What's that, dude? Oh, yeah. like,
7: a, like a Charlie <laughs> horse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ah, just give this show phone. stinks.
7: What's the next? Hey, all they need to do, Pat. All they need to do, though, now the Ravens. Now instead of just taking a leak in that tent, they need to bring one of those little RV toilets those where you could just dump it out right there on the sidelines. Hey. <laughs> dump it out. That's a good idea. No fans. That, that is it. wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's next? Pretty G So we're in the bonus round now, okay? These are strictly, you know, this is just a fun grab bag, okay? Uh, Spotify the other day, they came out with everybody's top songs in 2020. Um, So one of them that came out was also Patrick Mahomes'. So can you guys guess what Patrick Mahomes' favorite song of 2020 was? Oh, man. There's zero chance of me. What show is this from? This is from Good Morning Football. You know what? I know you guys are going to guess it, so I'll just tell you. Patrick Mahomes' favorite song of 2020 was Kelsey You Again by Wiz Kachifa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wiz Kachifa? Wiz
1: Kachifa. Kelsey You Again. Oh, they threw in Trey. Okay. Hey, they also released Aaron Rodgers' top song of 2020, if you guys would also like to hear that one. Well, no way they said this
0: on TV. You're making this all up. No, I
1: swear to God, I don't make anything that's on this sheet up aside from stuff that comes from Boston Rob in the AA.
0: <laughs> so did he say Wiz? They said Wiz
1: Kachifa? I'll see you again? Was Not four. my words. They,
2: they gave the top four of each of these quarterbacks. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> these are just my favorites. Okay, what's another one? Aaron Rodgers' top song of 2020. Baby Got Back Tiari by Sir Six-A-Lot. <laughs>
7: AJ <laughs> it's, it's not real. real
1: that's not real
6: It I is. swear we to have god photos. we have
1: photos of it very creative i we saw baby got back tiari i mean if you think about it it could be next level good music Bro, yeah.
6: who's,
0: who's pitching that is that somebody i guess that's a really good you gotta have a good brain to think of this stuff hey like i got that. a
7: question quick pat quick so connor what are these teams, what are these stations, what are these shows going to do in the offseason if this is what they're coming up with? Run great. it back. Oh, yeah. Run it back. Because this mean, does feel like a
0: lot of off season chatter here. Like You know what I mean? I think I saw Brady Gaga on the screen at one oh, point. Oh, oh, I didn't
1: see his top songs. What was his number one? Uh, Brady Gaga, I believe. Oh, I <laughs> believe it's Brady be Gaga. Godwin's song.
0: plan. Well, no, no, there would be. Oh, not a bad thing. Hey, anything else? You got any other ones? Uh,
1: or, I was trying to think of who it was by, but I, I couldn't go. Maybe Dr. Arians or something like that. <laughs> Dr. Arians, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't believe they do that. I'm thankful we don't. Their shows are better than ours. We agree with True. that. Uh-huh. Boy, sure. we do not have the minds to think of things like that. And mm. I'm thankful for that because that person is tough to be around on a daily basis. Pick that person as a person I don't want to be roommates with. Whoever thinks of those questions. I but I do respect their brain for being able to do so. So uh, that's another uh, question from another sports show. Woo! Woo! <laughs> can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of things that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to do so with our words and our stupidity, we are eternally grateful. We'll be back tomorrow, big-time guest
5: tomorrow. Yeah, huge guest tomorrow. I mean, I usually don't spoil it, but Nick Mangold has to drink a whole thing of barbecue, sauce. So. <laughs> tomorrow should be
0: pretty awesome. Also, more guests, more conversation. Be a friend, tell a friend. We'll see you in on a tie. Please play some independent music and propel these people into the glorious Wednesday that they're about to have.
6: softy water live like the light down by the bay hey you know we're gonna go where Mary wants to